DM, we are in Lome, Togo, attending the inaugural uh, Peace and Security Forum. Can we talk about South Africa's participation in the forum and maybe the expected outcomes? Well, I think you'll appreciate that um, uh, we are obviously seized with a task at hand uh, in relation to the African uh, peace and security architecture. Um, and uh, part of our responsibility as a member state uh, of the African Union uh, is to deepen our own uh, uh, ambition as it relates to Aspiration 3, which speaks about uh, deepening uh, democracy, deepening good governance, uh, deepening human rights. Uh, so that is our ambition, obviously, as a member state of the African Union. Um, what we have seen, uh, in, particularly in the Sahel, is the unfortunate phenomena of uh, unconstitutional change, changes of government. Uh, you would recall that um, the 2000 Lome Declaration, uh, which the African Union endorsed, that speaks about a framework um, as a response uh, mechanism towards unconstitutional changes of government. So what the uh, Togolese uh, government obviously have done uh, is to serve as a, a dialogue uh, forum uh, to bring about uh, those that are interested, uh, that are seized with the question about uh, unconstitutional change of government, how do we normalize the situation, how do you put in place uh, what we call transitional arrangements uh, whilst uh, those member uh, states still remain suspended from the African Union. So I think the application of the thought, the application of our pan-African uh, uh, optics is key and critical and it's for that reason that South Africa are a participant in the inaugural uh, Lomé Peace and Security Forum. Now, South Africa is a member of the AU Peace and Security Council. Well, what, what is the, the way forward for those countries that are suspended as a way of bringing them back into the fold of the AU? What is expected from them? Well, I think the minimum expectations, obviously, is uh, for suspended member states of the AU uh, to submit a transitional uh, plan towards uh, uh, the democracy. So that's the first issue. That plan obviously would be subjected to uh, others in terms of the review from the African uh, Union Commission uh, in terms of the minimum um, expectations uh, within the broader reham of the African uh, framework on unconstitutional changes uh, of government. And then thirdly, there, there should be a very definitive uh, time frames uh, that should be attached in relation to any transitional uh, uh, plan, especially when uh, the military have, um, have taken charge uh, of a, a government. Uh, what we don't want to see is a repeat of past instances where the military uh, then become uh, accustomed to being uh, in uh, government power and being part of the executive so those are the non-negotiables, and I think our role as South Africa is to ensure that, uh, you know, we, we are part of a process of dialogue in relation to the obligations uh, of uh, states that has been uh, suspended 
and how we urge and nudge them uh, towards a what we call a remedial uh, uh, process uh, where they should ultimately then uh, you know become a a, a full uh, participant of the African Union in terms of it not being uh, suspended. Now, moving from unconstitutional changes of government to rather constitutional changes in terms of election, we are in a very busy election period. We've seen Zimbabwe go to elections, we've seen Eswatini, and also recently Mozambique. South Africa is also in line. How does this then gel in with what we're trying to advance as Africa, the, the maturity of democracy? Yeah, I think um, Africa is a continent. Uh, it's uh, obviously a, a, a youthful uh, 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 nation, uh, but I think we, we, we should be exemplary. Uh, the deepening of uh, democracy um, uh, is not the antithesis in relation to the Africa that we envisage uh, uh, as encapsulated in Agenda 2063. Uh, we hold the view of South Africa that uh, the seven aspirations of uh, Agenda 2063, where you have a peaceful, where you have a secure Africa that is developmental in ethos, can only be possible um, if it is built on uh, the key foundation uh, pillars of a democratic advent. So I think we, we are giving the uh, messaging uh, you know, to our peers uh, about the imperatives, uh, or you know, to honor our Pan-African uh, ethos, because the AU Agenda 2063 has been a substantive uh, a document. Uh, it's, it, it was, it's a paradigm shift in relation to where we were as an African uh, nation uh, 20 uh, to 25 years back. So I think what we are doing, it's about the accumulation of uh, self-knowledge, uh, the accumulation and the sense of ownership uh, that we have agreed on these non-negotiables. And therefore, where you have what we call, uh, you know, uh, democratic uh, pitfalls in relation to unconstitutional you know, change of government, uh, the remedial action should be how do you harness the democratic dividend, how do you restore democratic uh, order through a democratic elections based on the will of the people. So our experience, the experience of SADC uh, would obviously stand out in good use in this particular region, in the ECOWAS uh, region. The issue of Palestine. We have been hearing about the two-state solution for quite a lot of decades now. What has been the stumbling block to the creation of the state of Palestine? The key stumbling block it is the posture of the occupying power, which is the state of Israel. That is the key pitfall. Uh, remember, there was the 1993 Oslo Accords that was signed that speaks about um, you know, the, the issue about self-determination of the Palestinian people which speaks and, and, and uh, substantively reflected on the issues of land annexation of the Palestine people. So obviously, the pitfall in relation to us, uh, not, uh, uh, you know, we were not able to, uh, you know, achieve a, a lasting peace solution 
was that the obligations that are subscribed into the Oslo Peace Accords uh, has not actually been honored by the State of Israel. And I think what we are arguing for in South Africa is an acknowledgement that the Palestine people has a right equal to the right of Israelis to an independent statehood, uh, to a right of self-determination in the land occupy, uh, in the land actually uh, of their forefathers. So those are what we call our the minimum uh, expectations, and that's why we we are elated that President Ramaphosa have accepted the invitation of uh, President uh, Masisi uh, to have attended the Cairo Peace uh, Summit because the Middle East peace process, um, you know, it's key in relation to our own aspirations as a South African state. Uh, remember, we have suffered a similar injustice uh, in the form of apartheid. What we have seen um, in Palestine, you know, is the upscaling of uh, annexation, uh, the increased killing and maiming of innocent women and children. And really, that is an antithesis, you know, uh, uh, of everything uh, yeah, that are embedded within the United Nations uh, Charter. So we are obviously calling once again for a peace envoy under the leadership of the uh, Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, uh, obviously sanctioned and mandated by the UN Security Council. When we speak about deepening of multilateralism, we speak about strengthening the role of the United Nations in relation uh, to the peace and uh, security ar architecture. And I think as a people, we have a common and collective obligation uh, to ensure the self-determination that are a key fundamental uh, uh, value, uh, you know, enshrined in the UN Charter uh, is applicable uh, without any disclaimer as it relates to the right of the, of the people of Palestine um, to their own statehood uh, uh, to uh, the the return of a, a land uh, that has been seized, that a land that has been annexed, uh, you know, uh, since uh, 1948, uh, you know, and almost a annihilation through the Nakba uh, catastrophe 75 years back. So we 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 hope obviously that members of the P5 in particular uh, should engage in relation to the plight of the Palestine people um, having a particular prism uh, th through which the rest of the world will look at them uh, because they this is a moment that can be a change of how the world uh, 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 look at the role and uh, the seriousness that the Security Council actually uh, dispense with the task at end. Yesterday, South Africans were overjoyed where in their two sporting teams, both the cricket and the rugby, did quite well. What is uh, your message to South Africans? Well, you know, it's a message of determination and resilience. Uh, but I, I must confess that uh, if the Springboks did not have ancestors, we were not going to make it yesterday. Uh, we wish them well. Um, 
you know, uh, for the final match uh, against the All Blacks. Remember in the history of uh, Rugby World Cup uh, finals, um, we met the All Blacks and we won the World Cup by beating the All Blacks. Um, so we, we foresee that uh, that should be a repeat uh, and we would want to uh, you know, draw inspiration from the lives and times of Oliver Reginald Tambo. Um, you know, and that the Springboks should be inspired uh, by his spirit. And we wish the boys well.